You're watching KCMI-TV. Thank you for joining me, and uh, we're going to take our text today out of the book of Luke, chapter 16, in verse 10. It says, He that is faithful in that which is least, or small things, is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust or not faithful in the least is unjust or unfaithful also in the much. And so there's such a, a, a powerful principle here. And uh, this morning in prayer, God just began to bring this back to me. And uh, I want to talk to you about it because it's something that I experienced in my own life. Faithfulness is, it starts on our part. And when we're faithful to God, then God is faithful to us. Uh, but more than that, there are so many of you that, that I'm talking to today, and I know this because I lived here most of my life, is, God, why does it take so long to see the, the fruit or to see the fulfillment of what we know we've been called to do? And so the Lord is, is very specific in this verse. He said, if people are not faithful in little things, or when it's not successful, or when it's not big. He said, if I bless them and I give them much, he said, then they won't be faithful in that either. And so faithfulness in the small things is the foundation of greatness. And <clears throat> when, you, when you think about the scriptures, uh, there are so many men who start out great, but then when they become uh, they become great. They start out small. When they become great, then they fail. I think of Saul. I think of, of other ones in the scriptures. Even Solomon, with all of his wisdom, he ended up not finishing strong. And God wants you and I to finish strong. And so uh, God will test us. He will, he will take you through the process to see if you're a faithful in the small things. And God makes you protect the seed before he'll ever let you walk in the harvest. And the, the really big things, really great things, whether it's in the natural realm or not, uh, don't grow overnight. You look at some of the trees in the forest, they're over 100 years old and they're mammoth, but it was a small beginning and years ago, when we had started our church, um, and we didn't, we we were only probably running 25, 30 people. And my daughter Jasmine, who many of you enjoy her worship, um, it was difficult for her. She was a young gal, and you know, to get up and to lead worship in a building that was, you know, 80% empty and people spread out over and, and try to, to lead worship with great enthusiasm and great anointing. And she was struggling. And she came and talked to me one day and, and I, I gave her a principle that I had learned over the years of preaching. Because when God called me to preach, the very first time I ever preached, I mean, there was a heavy anointing on me. I think God let that happen so I could taste, but then thereafter, it was something that had to be cultivated. I wasn't a great preacher when I started. 
And so over the years, uh, my ministry, I preached in so many small churches and then I've pastored small churches. And God began to teach me something. He said, son, every time you minister in the pulpit, you make sure you give it 100%. And so I began to learn that when I got up and ministered, I did not just see the people I was ministering to. I believed that I was ministering in the spirit realm, that I was releasing something in the spirit realm. And I told, told my daughter, Jasmine, I said, honey, I said, when you lead worship, visualize by the spirit that the place is full. Sing like the place is full. Because you know, the dynamics of a crowd and the success and all of that, it, it's much easier to minister. And so now she ministers to, to thousands of people, but she's not doing anything different. And God, he tests us. He'll put us through the, through the traces. And uh, David talks about, he said, Lord, you try the reins of my heart. And so I, I was thinking in the scripture of, um, I, I want to read this to you because this is out of the book of Acts. And uh, this is with the disciples. And it says, Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason or it's not good that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look ye among yourselves, find seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost, wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. And we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the work. So here they are, and uh, these 12 disciples, they, their time is divided because they're having to deal with the ministry to widows and different things. And they said, look, uh, we're not able to devote ourselves to the ministry and the word of the Lord. And so let's find seven men that have wisdom and are full of the Holy Ghost. And let's tell them that we don't need you to preach the word. What we need you to do is serve tables. And they pick one of them named Stephen. And here Stephen's full of the power of God. He's full of wisdom. And we know he can preach a great message because in Acts chapter 7 and 8, it gives this dissertation of him right before he is stoned. And so here we have Stephen who is full of the power of God. He has this unction in him. And he's told, listen, uh, all we want you to do is serve tables. We don't need you to come preach. But Stephen was faithful in the serving of tables. And when you read this story later on, uh, when he gives his defense of the gospel, he makes the Pharisees so mad that they pick up stones and they begin to kill him. This man who just waited on tables, he didn't get to preach with the disciples, but he was faithful in small things. What he didn't know was the faithfulness in small things was getting ready to produce something that would change the world because there was a young man that stood on the outskirts and held the coats of those who threw the stones, whose name was Saul of Tarsus. And he watched this man full of the Holy Ghost, whose his greatest legacy was, yeah, I, I waited on tables. 
I, I was faithful in small things. And Stephen, not knowing when the heavens were open and his spirit was beginning to go up into heaven, the way that he died forever branded Saul of Tarsus, who became the great apostle Paul. And I, I want to tell you because uh, when you labor for years, and, and I think a lot of you identify with me because I've lived where you are. And, you know, you, you do it 20 years, you do it 30 years. For me, I, I did it almost 48 years that I was faithful to small things. And I, I reached a point where I told the Lord, I said, if this is all there is, this is what you have for me, that I'm going to give you 100%. And it didn't matter if there were two people on Bible study. I taught it like there was a 1,000. It didn't matter if there was 50 on Sunday. I preached like the house was full. And God saw that. And can I tell you that there is great promotion coming to many of you who have been so faithful for decades. Uh, Isaiah, I think it's chapter 40, um, chapter 40 and verse 31, it says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. So when you read this verse, it says they shall mount up with wings as eagles. So it means that they've been on the ground. They're not flying. It says they shall run and not be weary. So it means they've been running, but they've been weary. It says they shall walk and not faint. It means they're going to be able to walk without being able to collapse. And yet this verse starts off, it says, they that wait upon the Lord. So here's the key. It's in the waiting that gives you your strength. They that wait upon the Lord shall. It's in the waiting. It's in the faithfulness of the small things that don't let the enemy distract you with the success of others into making you feel like that you're insignificant. You know, you go back uh, to the scriptures in 1 Samuel, I think it's chapter 17. Um, you know, this, this is a story of where Samuel anoints this young man who is tending sheep. He's the least of his brothers. He's the youngest. And Samuel anoints David as king. And... The Bible says, in, at that moment, the Spirit of the Lord came upon David, and it said the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, all right? Saul couldn't finish strong. It doesn't, it, listen, it's not about how insignificant you are in the beginning, because most people who are going to really shake the kingdoms of darkness start small. The Bible talks about not despising, you know, the day of, of, of small things. And so here David is, he's now anointed king of Israel. And yet the Bible says that Saul went back to the palace and David goes back to tending sheep. Now he's going to go through a process. Can you be faithful in the small things? And uh, the Bible then gives the story very, very closely after the anointing. His brothers are the ones that go out to battle. David has to stay home and take care of sheep. He Nothing significant about his life, and yet he knows he's called. And finally, his dad says, listen, he said, 
It's kind of like with with Stephen having to serve tables. His daddy told me and said, I need you to serve your brothers. And he's thinking, why, why should I serve my brothers? I'm king. But that's not how David thought. He was a man after God's own heart. And when he went and he served his brothers, that was when God revealed him. That's when God moved on him. That's when he killed Goliath because he's serving his brothers at the battle where nobody can fight Goliath. Uh, there are, we are in a season where there's going to be such a quick change by the power of God that overnight, and, and can I tell you, what has happened at regeneration is not an isolated thing. It's not, well, it just got to happen to them. No, it is a prelude, I believe, that's going to begin to occur simultaneously around the world. That when you are faithful to God in small things, all of you pastors and all of you precious people who labor teaching a Sunday school class or preaching to 25 people and your church hasn't grown in years, and yet you still... You still go to the throne room and you still intercede and you still study hard and you're still faithful and you don't let bitterness get in your spirit and you don't let the enemy make you quit. But God looks down and goes, oh my, they qualified themselves. See, God's bound by his word. They qualified themselves because they're faithful in the insignificant, in the small things, in the, in, in the small beginnings, God says, now, I'm going to release to them much. And so um, guard the seed. Act like the seed is the most valuable thing in your life. Even though it's not yet produced the harvest, you take care of the seed, and God will take care of the harvest. So I want to encourage you. God's going to surprise you. He did me. And you don't know the hour in which God's going to show up and just blow hallelujah on you, favor. So be encouraged in the Lord. Hold your ground. Give God your best. Never give up. And finish strong. I love you. God bless you so much. For more information about Kent Christmas Ministries International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.